When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut up, man? Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Elise Morales. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit happening in the news, explained to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Boop. Yay! <laughs> um, How's it going? How are you? You know, I feel like I'm still detoxing from that debate, if I'm being yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um I I just fully yesterday convinced myself that yesterday was October 1st, uh, wrote the newsletter with multiple references to it being October 1st and had to message Amanda and be like, Amanda, I'm sorry. My brain um, just blacked out an entire day because I watched the whole debate and uh-huh. uh, you have to change the newsletter because it's I not October was, 1st. <laughs> I, know that they, I know that they talked about the debate yesterday, but I like... I never have been like a passionate person when it comes to things that aren't like around me, like in my personal life. Like Mm -hmm. I don't care about like football or like, like sports teams or whatever, but I was screaming at the television Tuesday night. I'm like, shut up. He's lying. So I was very, it was just a lot of, and then I couldn't sleep at night because I was just like anxious. Yes. And I know that they did talk about this yesterday, but I have one point about the debate that I would like to make that I actually think that I'm uniquely qualified to talk about. um, Mm -hmm. And it's something that I haven't seen being talked about, which is um, Donald Trump's attempt to disparage and come for the University of Delaware. (laughs) And I'm just, I am just going to say right now that I am sick of these fucking UPenn assholes trying to talk shit on Newark, okay? Keep Newark, Delaware's name out of your mouth. Keep the University of Delaware's name out of your mouth, okay? We are proud blue hens. We fight for the blue and gold. And while Mm -hmm. you are doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing in Philly, we are on East Delaware getting blackout drunk off expired (laughs) four loco in a basement, unbothered, okay? Yeah. And where where the fuck did your UPenn education get you? Worst president in American history, looking mm-hmm. like all hell every day. And where am I with my University of Delaware degree? I'm in my gorgeous apartment, have, podcasting with my dear friend, drinking <laughs> a beautiful La Croix. Skin never looked better, okay? I'm thriving. 
And this man has the audacity to speak on the University of Delaware. I will not have it. He didn't even get himself into UPenn. He is right? not the, like, his sister Marianne pulled strings and also he had someone else take the SATs for him. He didn't even right? take his own SATs. He's a fucking I idiot. I got into and- University of Delaware with my own damn SAT scores. Thank you. Donald Trump refuses, fine. Donald Trump refuses to release the transcripts, not the transcripts, whatever they're called. Are they called transcripts or college transcripts? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he won't tell us how well he did in school because I bet you he failed and was horrible. Yeah. Yes, he did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know what I did in school? I had a great time on the quad running up and down Main Street, eating at Grotto's Pizza, having having a a hipstery drink at Homegrown. So Mm -hmm. until until he has thrown up on East Cleveland and rallied (laughs) and gone to another party, he cannot say shit about the people, the good people of the University of Delaware. He doesn't know. That's true. So that's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was and outraged. He, he doesn't, and he was also not even using it correctly because he went to Delaware State to campaign. Yes. Joe Biden. And so he's like, he doesn't even know where he went to school. He's like, I went to Delaware State to campaign. I went to the University of Delaware for college. That's not yes. what I was saying. So whatever. T- he's whatever. I'm done with F that. You. Keep the University of Delaware's name out of your mouth, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Okay. (laughs) So as we said uh, yesterday, Amanda, Caitlin, and Sammy discussed the debate and also went into the Proud Boys, uh, a white pride hate group, which were emboldened by Donald Trump's shout out to them during Tuesday's debate. Uh, The president told this group to stand back and stand by. But on Wednesday, he attempted to walk back that statement. Now he says he doesn't actually know who the Proud Boys are. Let's hear the clip. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. Law enforcement will do the work more and more. As people see how bad this radical liberal Democrat movement is and how weak, the law enforcement's going to come back stronger and stronger. But again, I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. I love that he's trying to I don't know her them after we all saw him know who they he clearly knew who they were on Tuesday. That is. Yeah, I know. It's like literally do the day before you said their name by name. Also, their name, it sounds like like, I don't know out of the Goonies or something like a young middle school, like boy, like friends who are boys. Can or I whatever. tell you, can I tell you that I know the origin of their name and you're not far off? Oh, I don't. What is it? The origin of their name. And I actually included this in the Betcha Sup newsletter today. The origin of their name is that their founder, Gavin McGinnis, who also is the co-founder of vice. Okay. Um, interesting. Is, wait, I did not know that. Yes. The co-founder of Vice, Gavin McGinnis, is also the founder of the Proud Boys. And (laughs) this is insane. But they are named because McGinnis went and saw an elementary school production uh, in which a group of children sang a song called Proud of Your Boy, which is a song that was cut from Aladdin, but appears in the Broadway adaptation of Aladdin. And... um, McGinnis thought that this song uh, was he he was enraged by the song. He thinks that it feminizes men. 
it makes men into weak (laughs) 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 and so he got so mad that he named his entire hate group after it and so the proud boys are named after a cut song from the aladdin musical that upset gavin mcginnis when he he really showed he really showed aladdin very manly very um (laughs) very manly but it just reminds me like of my my nephew is like eight years old of him and his like friends like coming up and be like oh hi who, who are your friends he's like well, we're the proud boys yeah exactly. you know exactly. like that's what it that's what it gives me that vibe do you remember that were you a powerpuff girls fan i i dabbled i dabbled okay there's an episode of the powerpuff girls where they meet the rowdy rough boys <laughs> who are the exactly the same as them except they're boys Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could have also been named the 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 Proud Boys. Yes. And the Proud Boys could also be named the Rowdy Rough Rowdy. Boys. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, this kind of is all reminiscent of the fact that a former Ku Klux Klan leader, David Duke, supported Trump, and uh, Trump at first refused to explicitly disavow him and said he didn't know him. So just this by- is just. Yeah, we knew that he knew him too. There's like footage exactly. of them together. Yeah, it's <laughs> like pictures of them hanging out. Yeah. So this is just his always strategy. I mean, it's the only crazy thing about it is that we all saw him know who they were on Tuesday. So it's just yeah. so wild to me to pretend that you didn't know who they were by today. But also, it's when you're in our bubble, it's like, okay, well, everyone watched the debate, but in actuality, half of registered voters didn't watch the debate. And so yeah. that's what he counts on. He counts on the half of people who didn't watch the debate and who only get their news from Facebook memes and clips and stuff. Yeah, that's why he's it's so insistent that he, quote, won the debate, like on Twitter yes. and stuff, because people like, I don't know. Uh, didn't necessarily watch it. So that's the other thing. I, this is a really small aside. I was reading this study that came out and if only 20% of Americans are on Twitter. And I think 20%, I think it was like 10% of the people on Twitter make 80% of the content. <laughs> so oh my it's God. <laughs> really just like a small, like uh, echo chamber when you really so get to it. So small, so small. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are for dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. 
A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Okay, so how did the president's Republican colleagues react to the president's failure to condemn white supremacy? Mitch McConnell of Kentucky called it unacceptable not to condemn white supremacists without directly criticizing Mr. Trump by name. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina said the president should, quote, make it clear Proud Boys is a racist organization antithetical to American ideals. Um. I think that they, I think, I think they could probably be a little bit stronger with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Lindsey Graham is in a very interesting position right now with. He might lose. He might, he very well may lose. Yep. Um, his Senate seat in November, he is up against uh, Jamie Harrison, who is a, um, a black man as well. And South Carolina is a has a very large African-American black community. Yeah. And And another great thing about him is that he's not Lindsey Graham. That's true. And that for me, like when I, if I were a South Carolina voter, Mm -hmm. one of my main issues would be someone who's not Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I mean, he's out raising (laughs) him like by a lot. And the reason I say that is because Lindsey Graham obviously needs to come out with strong statements denouncing this sort of things you know uh, if he wants to win so right it's like okay yeah it would be great like donald trump should come out against the proud boys and make it clear they're a racist organization antithetical to american ideals but you know what would else make that clear you the senator from south carolina not supporting the candidate that they love Mm-hmm. Like you're supporting their candidate. So are you actually yourself making it clear that this group is antithetical to American values? Because I don't really see that. Yeah. Um, the other senator of South from South Carolina, uh, Tim Scott, uh, he was one of two black, who is one of two black Republicans in Congress, suggested that perhaps Mr. Trump, quote, misspoke, but left open the possibility that he had not. Uh, so let's <laughs> listen to that clip. <laughs> 
I think he misspoke in response to Chris Wallace's uh, comment. He was asking Chris what he wanted to say. Uh, I think he misspoke. I think he should correct it. If he doesn't correct it, I guess he didn't misspeak. Yeah, I don't think he misspoke. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. I think he's like, I think he misspoke unless he didn't. (laughs) And it's like, um, that's a that's like when Tom Haverford tries to like appease both Ben and Leslie when they're trying to make her campaign tapes. Yeah, he's like, this could be the this could be great, but it could also be not great. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, that's very helpful. The biggest non-statement of all uh-huh. time. Like, oh, uh, I mean, maybe he's maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe he did. I'm not yeah. really gonna explore <laughs> the route of what um, what it means if he meant it. <laughs> the, the senator from Alaska, who is not Lisa Murkowski, uh, played the, um, I didn't see the debate I when asked about this. Really? He said, I hadn't seen it, so I have no idea. I don't know. I have no comment. It's like, really? You're a what? sitting U.S. senator, and you didn't watch the debate. Mm-hmm. Really? That's in- that, that feels bad to me. That feels like something you should, you know. I'm a podcaster and a newsletter writer, and I felt that it was my duty to watch the debate. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I know. thought that maybe all of the senators would catch it. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, another debate spinoff plot, the Commission on Presidential Debates said it would be making changes to the structure of future debates to ensure a more orderly discussion. The commission is considering giving moderators the option to cut off the microphones of President Trump or Joe Biden if they break the rules. I think it's funny that everything always has to say like, and also Joe Biden's mic could be cut. It's like (laughs) Joe Biden was not the one breaking the rules. I mean, yeah, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's like we have to pretend like it's for both of them when it's clearly for Mm -hmm. one person. Um, And the next debate is actually which. I, I had said I was very excited to see the next debate is actually the town hall format where they are mm-hmm. going to be getting questions from voters. That's the one where he stalked Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I thought maybe that one wasn't going to happen this year because of COVID or whatever, but it's happening. I guess, yeah. I'm excited for that because it's going to be, if, if Trump does did, did what he did, does what he did on Tuesday at this town hall with the voters He's gonna look like a fucking even bigger asshole. He's gonna look than like just a like, complete monster. Just, I mean, he just did like, look like a complete monster, but like if one of them asks a question he doesn't like, is he gonna be like, that's a very nasty question to like poor like Nana? You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like we need the Nanas to ask the, the hard questions. And I think one of Joe Biden's real strengths as a candidate is, you know, his empathy. And his ability to actually connect with real people and have a real down-to-earth conversation with him. You know, like, he's experienced so much pain and gone through so much hardship and stuff in his life from the fact that he overcame a stutter, from losing Mm -hmm. his wife and children, from building a new family and then losing one of those sons. Obviously, one of the most powerful moments from the last debate was when he defended Hunter and was like, yeah, my son had an addiction problem like many other people in this country. And I'm proud of him for coming back from that problem. So I feel like on that note, mm -hmm. too, like and then 
Trump didn't even like let him finish talk, like how I just did right then. But then yesterday, Don Jr. called Hunter Biden crackhead Biden on uh, that show, that radio show with the racist who is dying. And he just got the Medal of Freedom. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Right. Yeah, I think it was the Rush radio Limbaugh. show oh, no, with the racist was... who's dying. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. It was the other racist who I don't know if he's dying. It was Glenn Beck. Um, mm. it was, unfortunately, and he... I think in good health. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then today, Melania released this video campaign where she's like against bullying and trying to help families of drug addiction. That's the glamour shot video. That's what she's That's talking about in that video. Melania, I actually don't think watched the debate. And she I don't there. think <laughs> I know, but gl- you know that Melania has developed the ability to be somewhere without being somewhere at this point. I think like, you're right. She glazes over. She's not. She turns off like the English part of her brain goes into one of her other languages that she knows. Mm-hmm. She is not paying attention to that shit. She's mm-hmm. she has de- developed that. But again, yeah, I feel like, you know, Biden, obviously Obama was known for like being such a strong speech maker. He was very empathetic and good in the, t- I mean, he was an overall very star politician that you kind of only see like once in a lifetime, but whatever. Anyway, Joe Biden's strength isn't necessarily the like speaking directly to camera, though he did great at the debate. I think that he's really going to be able to draw the contrast between himself and Trump during this town hall. Yeah, totally. Like, I think that's really going to be where his strengths lie. Yeah. And next week, I believe we have the VP debate, which will be. Well, that's going to be gorgeous. And right before the VP debate, we actually have our event that Sammy is hosting. And I'm going to be on with Kay with Rep. Eric Swalwell, our voting party event. So you can watch that and get in a good mood and then go into the debate. Which I actually, I don't think it'll be as horrible because it's Kamala Mm -hmm. and Pence. Uh, I don't think it'll be as horrible. But you can get in a really good mood watching our voting party and then you can watch the debate and watch Kamala and get in an even better mood because Kamala's going to crush it. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. 
But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. So finally today, we're looking at some updates in the Breonna Taylor case. Mm Mm-hmm. Kentucky uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron is delaying the release of 20 hours of recordings after grand juror juror requested all materials and transcripts from deliberations be released to the public. That juror says Cameron misrepresented the case presented to the panel when he announced no criminal charges could be filed in Breonna Taylor's murder. This juror claims that they were not given all the possible options for charging the officers. Uh, which is, you know, frightening and yeah. not good. Uh, Cameron said in an interview this week that the grand jury could have considered other charges on its own. Quote, if they wanted to make an assessment about different charges, they could have done that. But our recommendation was that Matting Lee and Cosgrove were justified in their acts and their conduct. Um, yeah. But that seems like it would be his job to do that. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, like, jurors, if I was called to be on a jury, I'm not going to know, like, the ins and outs of the law to be like, well, actually, we actually are allowed to make other recommendations, da-da-da, and they, like, sequester you and stuff. Like, how, if these people weren't told you're allowed to make other recommendations, how the fuck would they possibly know that? I have no idea. Honestly, this statement makes zero sense to me at all. I don't understand what is happening. Um, it's yeah. really fucked up. <laughs> and, and I would love to understand what is happening, but unfortunately, Cameron's delaying this mm-hmm. release because I had actually written him this up earlier that this, so this juror had like come out and requested this and been like, I want to be able to, I want you to release all this stuff and I want to be able to speak freely. And his department was immediately like, sure, yes, you can. But now it seems like they're backtracking on that. Yeah. So. It is interesting though, because I feel like in a lot of these cases, when these officers get off, you always end up being like, what the fuck was going on with that jury? Like, how is this possible? And so if we do eventually get these 20 hours of recordings, which I think all of us who are interested in justice for Breonna Taylor should really push to get, it can it could shed a light on why some of these verdicts comes back the way they do and sort of the things that go on behind the scenes that like we don't understand because we've never been on a grand jury and we don't understand how things are presented to a grand jury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have any idea. None. Absolutely none. I got called for jury duty one time and then um, I got there and the bailiff was actually a friend of mine from the New York comedy scene and he got me released early. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was really awesome. Um, if you get called for jury duty, I highly recommend d- doing some stand-up shows with the bailiff because he mm-hmm. can get you released. <laughs> I, did this, I, I got called for jury duty in New Jersey, but it was right when I signed my new lease in New York. And so I was just like, 
click, take a picture of it and send it to them. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. And I got okay, out of it. Thank God. Um, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Yes. As always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, so until next time or until the return of democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the Betcha Sup Podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.